Have you ever been looking at something, focusing or concentrating hard on a thing, when from the corner of your eye you see movement, and then you look up thinking someone is there in the room with you, only to find the same empty room you were in before? But you could have sworn that you saw something move, didn't you? You can't be seeing things. Are you going crazy? No, you're not. If you have ever experienced something like this, chances are you probably live close to where I am. I live in a small town with a few thousand people, but our area and the surrounding mountains are plagued by a race of creatures we nickname the Corner Shadows, or the CS is for short. Everyone has seen something moving in the corner of their eyes in this town, but unlike the story I mentioned above, there's something actually there. The townspeople in, well, let's call Rivertown, are adult by the CS's by now, but my school year ends a day earlier than it used to, thanks to one of them. They're usually peaceful. Yes, it has been hypothesized that every waking moment of their lives is spent on trying to get you and kill you. God knows how, but it's very difficult for them to do such a thing. I say very difficult because it's not impossible, as I'm about to explain. I remember it like yesterday, when in fact it was three years ago. Well, uh, two years and 364 days in May 25th, uh, 2018. So I guess it was three years ago. The time flies. I remember it so vividly, the last day of freshman year and every single student in the building was ready to grab their stuff and run away from the building. I was hanging out with a few friends, let's call M, V, S, and J, getting ready for the first moment of summer freedom. I could see CS's in the corner of the room, clinging to the ceiling, and even from the corner of my eye, I knew it wanted to pounce at any given moment. The bell chimed throughout the halls and classrooms, and everyone leaped out of their seats and bonded for their lockers, as the CS's flipped and contorted like ninjas to stay hidden from my sight. Within minutes, uh, the building was empty, save for a few teachers conversing with others and some students who were having trouble getting packed up. I was one such student. I was doing my best to shove all my books into my bag and head out to freedom, OM and S stood there waiting for me. They couldn't leave because I was their ride. I just missed the cutoff for school when I was little, so I guess I already turned 16 in March. So they were trying not to ditch me and walk home. I finally was able to zip up my bag and sprint out the front doors, heading for my car. As I reached my car, I suddenly became aware that my phone wasn't in my pocket. Embarrassed, I yelled, Oh crap, I must have dropped my phone. To which M and S both responded with an audible groan. I tossed my keys to S and told him to pull the car up to the front doors as I made a U-turn. Entering the front doors back into the building, I passed V and J, who waved to me and said we should meet up at the diner down the street. But I didn't bother answering, because I knew they were going to text me later after I found my phone. I skipped through the maze of hallways, retracing my steps and scanning the ground for a shiny purple object. I finally found it, laying on the floor in front of my locker as I turned a corner. I knelt down to pick it up, but as I did, 
I saw a classmate standing farther down the hallway, staring at the corner of the long room. I recognized him. Uh, let's call him N. One of the only people in the school I didn't like. He was never nice to me in grade school, and we had nothing in common, so I never hung around him. When we were together, though, he was always pretty rude to me and making jokes and telling me how nerds should never get the privilege to be in his presence. I looked up from my crouching position to see what N was staring at, but to my surprise, there was nothing there. I could see a couple of CSs over me, even in my peripheral. N, I asked, but he didn't move. He just kept staring at the corner. I made a face that said, Alright weirdo, I'll see you later. And then turned to leave. As I did though, I noticed a CS sticking to the ceiling in front of N, and soon realized that that was what N was staring at. I don't know why, I don't know how, but he saw it. He was staying right at it. I was obviously confused and concerned because people weren't supposed to be able to see a CS, but before I could make another move, it happened. Uh, from my peripheral vision, I could see the CS jump downward from its position on the ceiling to where N was standing with a startling screech, tearing his body apart like creatures from a quiet place. I made a sound that was a mixture of a gasp and a scream as the CS disappeared from view into an adjacent hallway, spinning on my heels and bolting to the front doors. Against my better judgment though, I went back to N just to see if he was okay or even still alive. That was a big mistake. As I ran back towards N, I could see the CS crashing through the building, uh, probably destroying lockers and smashing windows on its way to wherever the heck it was going. I didn't want to find out. And it didn't even look like he had been alive or even had been a human before. He had been split into two by the CS and his lifeless body lay sprawled across the floor, blood staining the tiles below him. On his chest were two deep puncture wounds, probably made by the CS's arms as it latched onto him. I gasped silently turning around so as not to see the corpse anymore. I pulled my phone out of my pocket and quickly dialed 911 with shaky fingers. The police in the area knew all about the CSs, so of course they didn't believe me when I told them that someone had stared directly into its face. They still came to the school anyway, and I just stood there, motionless, silent. When the police finally showed up ten minutes later, I was still standing in the same place as before, still clutching my phone in my right hand. Uh, apparently, Anne's blood had gone all over the place when CS attacked, and because of my shirt and shorts had been coated in red, along with some of my arms, I hadn't even noticed. An officer escorted me from the building, and I could clearly see the look of horror on M's and S's face as I was led outside. They ran up to me, asking me what happened and why the cops were here, but I just stayed silent. I couldn't give them an answer. The officer took them home in his squad car a few minutes later, but told me I should stay here to talk to some officers. I told them the entire story, but they were still skeptical. Unfortunately, I was the only person who saw it because the CSs can't be seen on video for some reason. So, 
after getting a new set of clothes, they sent me home. Uh, the last day of sophomore year went smoothly. It was a Friday, May 24th, because there was no pattern yet. When I took M and S home, though, I heard the worst story. Three other students had died from similar circumstances when they were leaving the building. One was hanging from the ceiling by his shoelaces. Another had been stuffed into a locker, and the third was thrown through a window from the second floor. I had flashbacks to that year prior, and I even knew one of the students that was killed. I just hadn't talked to them earlier that day. The last straw for the principal and superintendent was next year. Friday, May 22nd. I was just getting in my car to leave school when the police pulled up to the building. Apparently, another seven students had been killed in the same room just minutes after I exited the building. They had all been stabbed through their heads, pinning their faces to their desk. Now, it's senior year, and it's the last day of high school for me, but I can't help but think what could have happened if I had looked up just a little bit that day. Maybe I wouldn't have seen the CSs anyway, and maybe I would have, and I would be the 12th victim. I don't know, but I do know that the CSs are getting braver. They knew the pattern of students on the day, the last day of the school year. Now, I guess they'll attack every last day. Lately, I've also been noticing strange details about the CS's appearance than I did before. As if they're slowly coming into better view. As I said, they're getting braver. I guess they're slowly realizing that they don't need to hide, because they're obviously much stronger and faster than humans. I don't want to stay in this town for much longer, because I'm honestly afraid that if I do, they'll find me. And judging by the state of N's body all those years ago, they won't have any trouble ripping me apart like a piece of paper. I was lucky enough to get accepted into NYU, so I can move away from this town for good. I just keep wondering if this would be the day that a CS finally attacks and finally builds up the courage to strike. So please, if you ever see movement in the corner of your eye, but don't look. Don't try to investigate that shadow in the dark corner of your room, because if you ever see movement from the corner of your eye, the chances are you live close to my town. And if that's the case, you'd better hide before tomorrow comes. Thank you guys for listening, I really appreciate it a lot. Now, I'll see you guys in the next story, so don't forget to sit back, relax, and listen.